Hey, it's David. And this week on 80 Page Giants. Fucking sick of all that shit. Hey, I only loved it my whole life. I, I met uh, Kevin Conroy this year. Just hearing him say my name and talk to me, I felt like a child. Have you talked to Teresa about all this? What the? Where can they talk to Teresa? Oh, this is staying in. Welcome to another episode of 80 Page Giants. I'm your host, David. With me, as always, is lovely Latino co-host, Heartthrob, for the Caribbean Ellis. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> reigning superhero Jeopardy champion, Mikey Love. Hey, what's up? I'm really tired again. Noted moisture farmer, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> And igloo enthusiast, Megan. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Why? How's everyone doing? Pretty all right. Um, so, Megan, since it's summer, do all the polar bears up there wear sunglasses? Oh, yeah. They wear sunglasses okay. and... Um... Drink Coca-Cola? <laughs> yep. Gotta drink Coca-Cola. Just had, to sh- just had to ask. Hey, guys, guess what? What's up? We have a guest with us today. Sweet. His name is, am I saying this right, Miles Greb? It's Greb. Miles Greb. Miles Greb, author of After the Gold Rush. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm actually jealous of the moisture farmer because one-third of all moisture farmers end up being a Jedi. So it's better odds than I got. <laughs> That's so- Were they the only three moisture farmers? No. That plan? No. Okay, so technically, no, but Expanded Universe no longer exists. So we only have three confirmed moisture farmers in current Star Wars camp. Also yes. Haley. Yeah. So she's and throwing off the numbers. Yeah. That's right, bitches. That's what I do. Yeah, thank God. Thank God all After that. scratching my balls and fucking your bitches. That's what well, she does. Thank God all that uh, extended universe got canned. I'm so... I was fucking sick of all that shit. Hey, I only loved it my whole life. So, well, <laughs> I was sick of it. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. I have a Mara Jade statue sitting like 20 feet away from me and she heard that, so... <laughs> is the statue like crying bloody tears? <laughs> no, no. I, I, I have only non-miraculous statues. Oh, that's fair. Ellis, cancel your tickets. Ellis left. That's fine. He's canceling his tickets. <laughs> He's on orbits. <laughs> uh, all right, so Miles, not, thank you for joining us, and we want to talk to you about your comic, but before we do that, we're going to ask you some hard-hitting questions Okay. to get to the root of you as a person. Yeah, no, definitely. That's what's All right. Off the top, what did you have for lunch today? Uh, what did I have for lunch today? I had Panda Express. Ooh. Orange chicken, noodles, and broccoli beef. Solid. Pancakes or waffles? Uh, waffles are better. That's the fact. Damn right they are. Um, this is a question that apparently I'm the only person to have a different opinion on. Do you like your PBJ separate or together in one jar goober style? Uh, separate. They should be separate. That way you can uh, diversify, because diversification brings quality. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. And lastly... I do, I do like the way the goober can looks, though. That's so, fair. Yeah. And lastly, and maybe most importantly, breakfast for dinner or dinner for breakfast? I don't eat breakfast normally, because I hate everything morning-related. So right. if I'm going to eat breakfast, it's like at 3 o'clock in the morning, like because you stayed up. Okay. So. Does steak and eggs count as dinner for breakfast? All eggs are always breakfast. I agree with that. So, so if it has eggs in it, it's breakfast no matter I agree what. With that. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you tell me it's a cookie. I'm going to stand by if Hold it's eggs in the mix. Hold on. cookies with eggs in it? Well, yeah. don't cookies have eggs in them? Oh, Look, like, I, like even, even, even made with eggs. What about yeah, meatloaf? Like, meatloaf? That's a toughie. Is there eggs in meatloaf? I feel like there's eggs in meatloaf. Look, I think, yeah, I think so. I don't know, man. Like, like, whenever I play a Mo, I'm never the cooking person. I'm always, like, a carpenter, so I don't really know what goes in things. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to be the big mystery that's going to haunt our entire podcast. Is meatloaf technically a breakfast food? Yeah, well, if it has eggs in it, I stand steadfast by what I said. I thought you meant just eggs in gen- – like, if it was just, like, you know, like, scrambled eggs or an omelet. Well, that's definitely – that's 100%. <laughs> the other ones are 80%, but that's the threshold. That makes it there. Okay. All right. That's fair. So you have a comic that's coming out this summer? Uh, we're kickstarting in August. So oh, Okay. 
It's coming out in August, or you guys are starting work on well, August? I we have the inks done, mm-hmm. um, but the, you know, art's pretty expensive. I sold all my magic cards to get enough money to start the book, but I don't have enough money to fully finish it. So the Kickstarter is going to get us colorist letters and actually get it printed. Okay. You know, I don't really like digital comics that much. I don't have anything against them, like, philosophically, but I like paper. So I wanted to print it in paper to give it to people on paper. So. Absolutely. And uh, why don't you tell us about your comic? I'm um, sure, yeah. So it's, it's called After the Gold Rush. Um, the main theme is it's about science um, returning to the world that's, that's forsaken it. Um, in the future, we have a, a paradigm shift, as it were, where the world becomes this um, theocratic agrarian state it's not this post-apocalyptic landscape it's it's a beautiful kind of 16th century north american type landscape but we've given up all the technology we had and we kind of have the last relic of this scientific star trek s society who's scout our main character she's returning um from her mission on on titan which she was born to earth and she's going to be reintroducing science to this world okay and uh, who is it you're working with on this comic? Yeah, so uh, our artist is Isaac. Um, he, he's done a fantastic job so far. I don't think he has anything officially published, but he has a you know thousands of things that he has up on DeviantArt, so you can check out his stuff. Uh, he's been a really big help um, on designing the characters and getting everything going. Mm-hmm. Um, he has the first 22 pages of Inks all turned in, so okay. we're having our, our colorist start on him as soon as I can afford to pay him. Right and on. That's, that's Michael Shepard. Okay, and... Is this book being drawn um, traditionally, or are they doing it digital? As far um, the color is going to be a mix. Um, the okay. inks are all traditional. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't draw it. That's all Isaac. You know, I tried to draw it, but I can't. I right on. And how it. how many issues is it? Just the one shot, or is it? No, no, no. It's it's. I have twenty five issues planned. Okay. Um, I have. Four written, uh, fully written and edited and ready in proper comic format. I have 25 slated. If everybody really likes it a lot, I have more I can throw in there. But that's the, you know, the gist of it. Um, so the the main plan is, you know, we're going to get funding for the first book. We we've been doing really well on social media so far. So I think that we can probably meet our stretch goals to do the next couple. I'd like to do the first book in paper, and uh-huh. then do two, three, and four in digital. And then um, try to get funds again, or hopefully we made enough funds to do five as a trade paperback and release five with three, four, uh, two, three, and four all together in papers. That's are the you, goal. Sorry. Are you planning on releasing this? <laughs> I can hear you, Megan. <laughs> I'm are sorry. You plan- are you planning on releasing this um, monthly, like traditionally? or Hold on. Before kinda- he answers that, I have a, a more serious question. Megan, are you using your phone right now to actually eat your food and scrape your plate with it? No. Okay. I just have headphones in. I'm eating with a fork like a normal human being. Damn Canadians. Um, or, or are you guys you going to kind of put it out when you're done with the next, like right away? Or- yeah, it, it won't be monthly because Isaac's a pretty busy guy. He's kind of like a J.D. Salinger kind of guy where, like, I, I've never actually seen him. I talk to him all the time. Um, yeah. But he's kind of, like, remote and hard to talk to. But he's fantastic at what he does. But he, he's a pretty busy guy, so it'll probably be, like, every two to three months an issue. Do you guys so. all live in the same city, or did you meet them online? No, Isaac lives in an undisclosed location. <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah, like I said, he's, like, uh, unknown. Person. Yeah, but which is totally fine. It adds to the mystique. Uh, our color is actually local. Which is a big help. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I met him up here, and so that that helps a lot because I can go over everything. Like, you know, why is my fish purple? There's no purple fish in this lake, you know. So I can go over things with him. So that's that's been a big help. I believe there are purple fish though, but not in this lake. Oh, gotcha. I, I invented it, the lake. So. Right. It's, right. But also, the a big theme of our comic is about science, and so I want everything to try to be actual. You know, like when I like whenever I write anything in the story, I actually have to do a bunch of boring research to make sure it can happen. Like we have a scene where an arrow goes or something. I'm like, can an arrow fucking even go through that? So I have to like, you know, look up all that crap. So is is there anything with the science that's going to be kind of maybe a new form of like 60s Marvel science? You know, like, well, you know, he got blasted with gamma rays and no one really knows what gamma rays do. So, yeah, sure. That made him. No, like, no, no. There won't be any Stanley or Star Trek Voyager-style science. Um, so, the thing is... What about Deep Space Nine? <laughs> what about Deep Space Nine? I mean, Deep, Deep, 
If Here's we're the thing with Voyager, I just want to make sure what franchises may be in or out. That's fine. I, DS9's fine. I don't hate DS9. I just... Oh, I can't stand it. I Except just don't... Like, no, here's the thing about it. Uh-huh. The whole thing is they're just like, hey, sometimes morals are nuanced. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. What's nuanced about it? They're like, hey, man, they are. And you're like, right. okay, do you have any more point to make? They're like, no, man, gray area. <laughs> and, like, that's really all they ever do. Like, I thought TNG was much more expansive and interesting and like they're like hey in the future we're smarter and better wouldn't it be cool to look at how we would deal with situations when we're smarter and better ds9's like fucking baseball it's good for metaphors and you know (laughs) that's fine (laughs) but yeah so um like i was saying about the science in the comic i also wanted to show science as what it is it's a methodology not just engineering because a lot of times everyone's like look what science made it's a gun that shoots through seven dimensions and you're like what okay that's engineering yeah you know, science is a, is a methodology. It's about building frameworks that are testable and do work in the cosmos, you know. And I wanted that to really be a theme. And, so uh, you're, really, you're really pushing for having, like, actual science <laughs> as opposed to comic book science, which is just used as a explanation for anything. Yeah, it's kind of a panacea um, too often. I mean, I, I love Fantastic Four. I, I love Kirby's wacky inventions and everything, you know. But that's not the story I'm trying to tell. Right on. Uh, I, I, my inspirations are like Star Trek and, and Cosmos, you know, Carl Sagan and stuff. So that's, I'm trying to bring some of that spirit into the book. Right on. And uh, so you were saying before you had 24, 25 issues planned out? Yeah, 25 is what I have planned out. I can add more if, you know, I, that's what I think I can afford and is a reasonable way to tell the story. Yeah. I have some sub things I could fit in there if, if get enough interest. So. Do you have a set ending in mind? Or... I do. Okay. 100%, yeah. Um, I won't tell it to you, but well, will <laughs> it, you tell it, it to Megan? It. Oh. No, no. Uh, Megan, ask heartbroken. Me. I'm so heartbroken. So uh, it's interesting. Him. It's interesting that you meant, mentioned Carl Sagan. I was just curious: is this relic that you were talking about earlier? Is this going to be? Is this kind of based off uh, maybe slightly the the disc that we sent into space with all of the you know what was it? Uh, just you know what I'm talking about? Are you talking about the? It, uh, the Voyager probe with the golden in in green. Right. Yeah. Um. So no. The by the relic, I meant Scout. Oh, um, I got you. Yeah. So Scout um w- was the first person born on Titan, which is one of the moons of uh, Saturn. Um. So sh- uh, the expedition went there, the Bugle Two, which is the ship that we've shown, and she's born on there. And then her her parents end up dying. Once they get cut off from Earth, they get no communication. Pretty much, the internet stops working. They they're like, all right. You know, we're getting no communication from Earth. The ship, the ship goes into fail safes, puts Scout in cryo, and she's in there for a long time. And eventually, the ship's like, okay, we have no power. We're not gonna. Things are gonna go back online. Sends her back to Earth, and so that's what they. We have this um, passage of time. Gotcha. Gotcha. There's been no communication between the people of Earth and Titan. Yeah, for a certain amount of years. Okay. So they have no idea that the people of down there have just kind of turned their back on science. Yeah, and it, it all stems from um, who's our central antagonist, who's Gutenberg. He initiates this kind of trade <laughs> in between um, science and, um, I'll say, stories. Right. The thing that he traded them for. So. That damn Steve Gutenberg. Yeah, bastard. I, w- I was thinking about Gutenberg, the the press. But yeah, that, yeah, that's that's kind of the uh, the origin of the name there. So. Not Steve Gutenberg. No. <laughs> Beloved <laughs> 80s icon. No, I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, there's a motif of that in there, clearly. Right. I'm sure there's plenty of three men and a baby jokes. Yeah, they, <laughs> those are important to me as both a writer and a person. So. Haley, how do you feel about three men and a baby? Not the show, just in general. Well, I mean, we've all got equal rights now, so more power to them. Well, fair enough. Equal rights for babies. It's the next social. <laughs> well, let's not get crazy. Why? Why can't babies vote? <laughs> Well, because they're anti-Semitic, and I won't stand for that. I mean, well, they've just recently, most babies recently had to come in contact with a very painful old Jewish tradition. If <laughs> so, you know, that maybe it's not really a, a mental thing with them with anti-Semitic. They're just like, it's an immediately emotional reaction. And they've met one Jewish tradition, and they're like, ah. So, That's yeah. fair. That's it's fair. understandable for the babies, you know. <laughs> well, Awesome. Um, so when did, uh, you first start getting into comic books? Oh man. So, okay. Back in the day, my grandma, best thing she ever did, maybe in her life. 
I'm well, going to go on a limb and say it is the best thing she ever did in her life, and I haven't even heard it yet. Yeah, so she brought to me, it, I believe it's the first trade paperback ever. It has, like, Stan Lee's hands on a, on a typewriter. Okay. It has, like, a bunch of curvy drawings on it, and it was, like, the first issue of, like, Fantastic Four, Amazing Fantasies 15, uh, whatever journey the mystery Thor was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, first issue of all the main Marvel players. Right. And I, just, I just read that thing until it was rags, you know? Right. And so... Um, Fantastic Four and Spider-Man were really my first introduction to the comics, and so I, I got as much old stuff as I could, mostly Bronze Age is what I could afford. Sure. Because, um, you know, who, who could buy the old FF stuff back then before they reprinted it? Um, so that's really what got me in the comics, but um, I kind of stopped reading in the 90s because I was really into Spider-Man, and, and just damn, 90s Spider-Man. Mm. You know, like down for the Clone Wars, Clone Saga, Clone Saga, yeah, right? which I'm actually finishing reading now because I'm on a mission to read every single Spider-Man issue ever written, really? not just ASM, Spectacular, Unlimited Spider-Man. You're really gonna punish yourself, huh? Oh, I am <laughs> all the way up to 1998. All right. So I read everything from the early 60s to 98, everything, and so wow. I'm just trying to finish Clone Wars. You know, just oh, so much Bill O'Reilly. Or it's not Bill O'Reilly. Ben Riley. Ben Riley. <laughs> I don't know if Bill O'Reilly's here or not, but but, but Ben Riley melodrama. It's, it's pretty yeah. hard. That that's what got me in the comics, you know. And then I got back into them, kind of when Civil War started. Okay. Um, I was like, oh, what's going on, you know? And so then I have a giant shelf of books, and I read a lot of um, other stuff too. That's not just Marvel, but uh, I don't read a lot of DC except the choice notes. Like I love All Star Superman and um, yeah. You know, stuff but i don't read a lot of their kind of continuity so mm-hmm. so you say you're more of a marvel guy then yeah um i like superman a lot but i've never really been a big batman guy okay um the thing with batman is this <laughs> he's just like he got all this fucking money right hold on hold on hold on. i'm sorry can you repeat the superman batman thing again yeah superman uh-huh. is scientifically better than batman i just want to make that <laughs> because <laughs> um, I mean so, so Batman's like he has this adolescent idea that he can like remove crime from Gotham by just fighting it all the time I mean the guy has billions and billions of dollars to quote mm-hmm. Carl Sagan and what he does with it is he makes crime fighting tools to fight one guy now I'm sure we need somebody to take out Clayface and Croc because they're pretty strong Right. But, I mean the amount of good he could do if he like invested his money much more than he does, I think would be way higher than him just fucking around all the time. I, well, I know that he builds hospitals and stuff, but at the end of the day, if you still have 80, million in, 80 billion in your bank account, you're not doing enough. Well, you know that if he ever did that, then there would be no more Batman stories to write, though, you know? Yeah, that's fine, yeah. but there's going to be no more Marvel <laughs> stories to write. They're killing the universe, so, I mean, you know. Yeah, but what I'm we, saying we, is, like, is you're right, you're right in a sense, but then there'd be no more Batman to write. No, I, I get you, man. Uh, that's just, and it's always been my thing with Batman, because like I'll read a Batman issue and he'll solve something, and I'm like, oh, cool, you you caught that guy. Great. I I get having like I I have a very I'm very much a Batman guy, and I have a very strong ideological. Just I, I don't even know how to say it correctly. I really hate Peter Parker the person. I hate it. I love Peter Parker. He's my best friend in the world. Oh, it's so. I was. I was at dinner this evening. I was talking to a friend of mine about because who's starting to get into. He doesn't want to start reading comics. He likes reading Wikipedia entries about comic book characters. I hate that stuff. Uh, It's very weird. But anyway, my whole nerd spark notes. The what? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, The point I was making to him though is. Like, if I have a bad day at work, the last thing I want to do is go home and read about someone else who also had a bad day at work. It's just, like, perpetual sadness. No, I get you, man. It's like, oh, so, man, like, my girlfriend is so hot. Buh. Yeah, well, <laughs> Spider-Man is the only person in the Marvel Universe to really know death. The only two people that have ever said dead are Gwen and Ben Riley. So, so, so death in the Marvel Universe means Peter Parker loves you. Like, no one else dies. That sounds terrible. It is terrible. I want to read that guy. I don't know, man, because he's been my friend since I was like six years old. That's fair. So, so I go through his emotional struggles with him, and, and they're in my heart. How do you feel about uh, Miles Morales being announced as the new main Spider-Man? I mean, I just don't think he's as interesting as the character is, Peter. I like Miles Morales. Okay. I just, you know, to, to me, he, he's just kind of like, 
Some of the worst issues of Spider-Man, I think, is when they make him just kind of like a kid running around being Spider-Man, and he doesn't have a really good Peter Parker depth. Uh-huh. I kind of feel that that's what Miles Morales is at this moment. It doesn't mean he always has to be that, but I'm, I don't super like Miles Morales. I mean, I, I like Marvel's idea of being more inclusive. I think that's important, but I think that you also have to write good stories, and I don't think they're been doing that of late. Are you willing to go on the record and say Brian Michael Bendis is a mediocre writer who gets way so, too much hype? I actually really like Bendis sometimes. Like, <laughs> I have to go out and say all the controversial opinions. I have to diss Batman and then support Bendis. Okay, so uh, I really like New Avengers when Bendis wrote it. I thought it was fantastic. I thought that the team hanging out in Starbucks and you know just talking amongst themselves while they fight ninjas was great. What I really liked about his new Avengers run is when I was uh, 20 pages deep into a, the first issue and they were still talking. I like talking, man. Oh, it's so annoying. That's why, that's why I like Star Trek because everyone's like, they're like, this is really weird shit going on. You know what we should do? Let's all have a powwow. Everybody hang out and talk about it. I like talking. See, I do like that. I, I like that old slow sci-fi as well. Oh, uh, I, I needed to start clipping along. That's why I like... I'm a gigantic Kirby fan, but I love his 70s DC stuff so much more because I don't have a ton of talking heads sitting around. It's just like, let's get to it. Let's, you know, see. Well, some of of that's Lee's fault because, you know. Well, yeah, absolutely. Lee's like, oh, I'll have Thing explain that he hates being the Thing again because you forgot. Yeah, and (laughs) that's exactly what. But I I just feel like that's such a Marvel thing of, like, we're going to have a lot of talking heads. And that's. And especially for Bendis, like even his book Powers, I don't want to just like diss on Marvel because there are Marvel, there is Marvel stuff I like, but like even going back, I remember reading Powers when I was a kid when it first came out, and just like banging my head against the wall because like I'm sick and tired of all these damn word bubbles. I, I I like talking in my comics, but I hear you, man. I sometimes Bendis does do it way too much. It depends on what's happening. I, I can listen to Spider Man talk all the time, or like when Spider Man and Wolverine are talking about what's kind of sandwich is best. I, I'm all about that. Right you know, I, I need to know. How do you feel about Spider-Gwen? Which, I'll be honest with you, is the only Spider-Man book I like. Okay, so here's my thing. I think she's a good character by herself. Uh-huh. I, I really don't think she should have existed, though. It's not because I dislike her as a character. Okay. It's because I think Gwen is a very important piece of the Spider-Man mythos. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important she not be touched. Um, I, and also, calling her Gwen is silly because she's in no way Gwen Stacy. She has none of the same characteristics. Right. Uh, I mean, what, what does it mean to say that she's Gwen? Because she looks like Gwen? I mean, she's she's in, she's no more Gwen than, you know, I'm Spider-Man. Like, she's just, Wait, are you willing to go on the record and say right now that you're not Spider-Man? I mean, people keep asking me. And um, right now, and, exclusive. I'm, and I'm going to keep denying it. <laughs> you know, oh if that if, if I don't know what scale that leads credence to, but the fact that the, the question's out there, it's out there. Let me ask, uh, Megan, do you believe that he's not Spider-Man? Do I believe he's not Spider-Man? Yes. He's not Spider-Man. Have you ever seen him and Spider-Man at the same place, at the same time? No. That's damn good... <laughs> well, there you go. That's damn good journalism. <laughs> I was gonna make that joke, but I knew you were gonna make it, and I knew you'd be excited to make it, so I left but that. There I for just you. want an excuse to let the horn go off. No, I, 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 I'm all for it. I like that point that you made about about uh, Gwen not being touched, though, because she's kind of a martyr at this point, and I just thought so was Bucky. Yeah, well, and yeah, that's, but that's, or the biggest funny. martyr of them all, Jason. I should have stayed dead, Todd. That's oh, yeah. I well, think. The problem with Bucky now is MCU Bucky is older than Cap, so it completely ruins the story. The whole point is that Cap felt responsible for letting a little kid help, you know, fucking right. jackboot Nazis around the park. Yeah. And but I mean, in the movies, he's older than him, and it's his damn fault he died. It's not has nothing to do with Cap. And so now they're kind of pushing that into six one six, where they kind of act like that, which I don't super like. But well, now yeah. Captain America is also a really old man because he doesn't have. Yeah. Well, soul, soul so I, I read trades. I read like everything. Okay. Oh, but I'm always like five issues behind, so I have not read Secret Wars yet. Okay. Oh, I mean, Secret, Secret Wars is very weird. I imagine that's true. The first, like, I've been reading comics since I was a child, 
And I have no – I'm pro- probably similar to you. I have no problem picking up a book I've never read before and being able to hop into it and get my bearings on what's happening. I don't need to know everything. I, I'm i not a Marvel guy, but I generally have an idea of what's happening over there. I picked up the first issues of Secret Wars, and I just – I couldn't wrap my head around it. Like, Well, so Hickman's been started this story a long time ago in Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. like eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And really, Secret Wars is – Marvel wanted to finally do the atomic option – and just mm-hmm. say fuck it to all comic fans and let us know that. No, no, this, this is the weird part, though. You get past that first Secret Wars issue, and everything else reads super clean and very great. Well, I mean, I don't, I have not read it, so this is this is me being ignorant. But it seems to me like they were kind of nuclear optioning mm-hmm. the six and six universe, which yeah. I hope I'm wrong about. But that does look like. Have you seen all the new uh, Marvel books that they've announced? Yeah, I have seen the covers. I try not to look too much because, like I said, I'm always a little behind. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, it is a little interesting because it does go against my preconception that they were trying to turn it 616 in the MCU. Right. Because most of those characters aren't in mm-hmm. MCU. Right. Um, which is, I, you know, I don't really know what to say about that because I don't know where they're heading. So. Yeah, it, it's really weird. They're, it seems like they're... I, I, I kind of interpreted Secret Wars to kind of be like their crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. They were just going to, you know, get rid of the mess. Right, like, I was going to say. It seems like they're making themselves an even bigger mess by incorporating all these characters from different parallel universes. Yeah. And still keeping well, a lot of parallel. Yeah, it, it's weird. So I thought that they were going to say, you know, just death to everything Kirby, yeah. Dick Owen, Lee created and Claremont and be like, you know, the movies made us all the money nerd culture is kind of turning into pop culture anyway, so fuck you guys, movie time. And it doesn't seem like they're 100% doing that. But what's really weird to me is, like, I'm a really big Inhumans fan, and I'm really weird that they're worried that they've pretty much already just destroyed everything they've ever been. Uh Because Inhumans are all about, like, these guys aren't like us, they're distant, they're kind of like this regal, secretive society, Uh and they're like, now they're mutants. They're just going to be mutants, it's going to be 13-year-old Inhumans run around the street with Skechers, if that's right. what 13-year-olds that, were. I don't that know. Sounds, that sounds so Marvel. Yeah, and, like, that's what they've been doing recently, which is kind of heartbreaking. And, like, with Captain Marvel, I feel bad because, like, there's so many um, girls that recently got in the comics, you know, yeah. that didn't feel included until, like, Captain Marvel was being a big deal. And, uh, you know, everything they know about her is going to change once their movie comes out. And so they're going to have to go through the same thing that a lot of us old school nerds have gone through where they're like, that's not my Spider-Man. They're going to have to go through that with Captain Marvel, which is going to be sad. Yeah. Are they going to make her movie how she is now? Like she's like a Muslim girl? No, that's no. Marvel. Yeah. They're, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Book. It's going to be Carol. Yeah. This of Miss Marvel are fantastic. Yeah, that is a good book. I'm not in any way dissing that book. Um, and I'm not dissing any of uh, Kelly Sue's Captain Marvel stuff. Uh, I like it. I'm just saying that Captain Marvel's Kelly Sue isn't the Carol we're going to see in the movie. You don't think so? No, because none of the comic characters we've seen in the movies. I mean, I mean, Tony like kind of acts like Tony. He acts like Tony now, but he doesn't act like the way Tony used to. Or, right. I mean, Spider-Man doesn't act like Spider-Man. Or As a, I mean, as a long-time Marvel fan, maybe you'll understand me with this one. I feel like not a lot of people bring this up, but Hawkeye is not Hawkeye. And I don't mean the fact that there's a girl Hawkeye. No, no, I get you. The guy that they, the the person they have that they're claiming to be Hawkeye nowadays, and I guess if we see, you know, some of in the last Avengers movie also, that's Clint, the Hawkeye I remember growing up with. Clint was much more Clint in the Ultron movie. You think he, so? Yeah, he was more because he, he told some jokes and was a little hot-headed sometimes. I mean, like when, when Cap first at, makes the kooky quartet with Quicksilver, yeah. um, Wanda, Hawkeye... Um, it's all about how every Hawkeye wants to be the leader of the Avengers, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy comes from a carnival life yep. he, with the swordsman, you know? He's kind of a weird guy living on the fringes, and he's like, now nah, I want to be the boss of the team, and none of that's really in the movies mm-hmm. at all. So right, that's what I'm saying. He's a lot more laid back. And... He's, like, actually quite the opposite. I think he felt like he, was, he wasn't even really helping out that much. He felt yeah. like he... Well, then you have Matt Fraction, you know, writing Hawkeye, where he's like just a hipster guy with a dog. Which, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, here's the thing: I I think Fraction is a good writer, but I think he wants to be cool really bad right. all the time. And like every issue, of Hawkeye wakes up, he's like, "Oh shit, this is a bad situation." And then like the story unfolds, where he like 
muffs around town and gives pizza to a dog and like then goes <laughs> to sleep on a couch. And I mean, that's a good story a couple times, but I mean like five, after five times, right. I'm like, should shouldn't this guy fight robots from like the celestial future or something? Isn't that kind of his deal? This is Mike Espinos from LegionOfLeia.com, and you're listening to the 80-Page Giant Podcast. Here's our top five comic books for this week. First up, we have Grayson Number 9 by Tim Seeley and Mike Janet. Things change for Dick Grayson as he gets a new partner, and Spiral gets a new chief. Make sure you check this one out. Next up, we have We Are Robin Number 1 by writer Lee Bermeo, art by Rob Haynes. In the wake of the endgame, this story opens with the rise of a new gang. Hundreds of Robins have taken to the streets to bring justice to Gotham. This is a fun book, and I look forward to seeing where they go with it. Moving on to Tithe number 3, written by Matt Hawkins, and art by Rasana Kettle. Things heat up as the group's Meriden becomes media stars, and the FBI has pressure put on them from the top to stop them. This is the third issue out of four in the series. I make sure you read this one. It's a good one. At number 4, we have Invisible Republic by Gabriel Hardman. Maya is on her own, and the world is closing in on her. Well, she scrambles to survive. We find out more about Kroger Bab and if he has a chance in this sci-fi thriller. Finally, we have S.H.I.E.L.D. number 7 by Mark Wade and Greg Smallwood. They finally give people what they want, Sky and Mr. Hyde together in one comic. What could possibly go wrong? That concludes this week's pull list. I'm Mike Espinos. You can always check me out at Twitter, at GoReadSomething, on LegionOfLeia.com on the pull list, and thank you for listening to 80 Page Giants. around real quick i want to ask everyone a quick question how many issues of a comic book before you drop it can start with you miles sure so i what i normally do uh-huh. Lego books fantastic i buy the first issue if i really like it then i buy the trade right if i like the first trade i'll buy the second trade and so on that's kind of my deal okay so you're not you're not going by because i'll be if you don't grab me with one your first issue i'm not reading anymore well that's why mine ends with a cliffhanger that's fair Mike, how many uh, issues before you uh four? I'll usually buy the first four if it's something brand new. Uh-huh. Um if not, then yeah, just the first trade. Okay. Alice? Uh, I don't know, for me it's a bit different because like I'm comparing it to the whole features end thing that I did. I continued it till I realized it. It was bad. Hey. Hey, Ellis, can you get back from behind enemy lines and say that again? <laughs> <laughs> Ellis is calling in from the Iron Curtain. <laughs> All right. Take out worse. Alice literally just said, fuck you, Mike. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> his little icon on his spaceship, so I like to pretend that he is in space. Yeah, that he's yeah. actually on Titan. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> Thanks for repping the book, buddy. You went all the way out there. That's impressive. That's he, heard the ta- he heard the tacos were out of this world. Ah! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I knew that horn was coming. <laughs> uh, Megan, how much of a book do you read before you're out? Um, see, where I live, it's really hard to find like individual issues. You have to buy the entire volume of it. Okay. So usually, I buy like at least the first because okay. this is volumes. I buy like the first volume, uh huh, and just see if I like it or not. Okay. And if I do, I'll just buy the next one. What was the last book you read that you hated? Um, last one. I wasn't a big fan of the last volume of Red Hood and the Outlaws. I wasn't a big fan of that one. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Haley? Uh, well, you know, me being so new to comics, I haven't found anything I hate yet, so... I try to finish everything. Oh, I'm sure I will. (laughs) Um, You know, even if it is kind of stupid, I stick it out and I read it anyway. Like with Convergence, you know, with the Wonder Woman story, it was, I mean, I know it was only two issues, so that's not a huge chore to finish it. But vampires, really? (laughs) It was, it was, it was really stupid. But I read it anyway. The art was pretty cool in the second issue. Um first issue not so much but uh yeah i i like to finish 
Okay. I I, I don't know. It drives me crazy if I don't. I have to know what happens, even if it sucks. Fair enough. I I actually want to change that. I didn't like Rise of the the Ravengers. I did not like that. Rise of the what? Ravengers. What's that? Um... It's pretty much, it's kind of linked with Teen Titans, the new 52 before the update. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, so what happens in like Teen Titans, they have like a huge fight with other ones. It's kind of the other heroes all like escaping. Right. And trying to like get together, like get along and stuff. I wasn't a big fan of those. Fair enough, that new 52 Teen Titans has been awful. Um, okay, hey, Miles, I have a quick question for you. Deal. Uh, have, are you thinking about go, uh, presenting to any publishers like Oni Press, like any small publishers, to put out your book? Um, I actually can't comment on that right now. Fair enough? So. Fair enough. Good question, but I can't say anything about that at the moment, so. All right. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> well, I'm fine with it. Ellis is really upset. Yeah. I, I will say... He's going to write a lot of poetry, though. Ellis, can you give him some of the poetry you're going to write? Space poetry. No, I, I can't let that go. <laughs> <laughs> Ellis, um, has, uh, Ellis has uh, advanced screening tickets to Ant-Man tonight, so... Oh, that's actually where I'm at. Oh, what? bastard, that explains so much. What's yeah. the release date? He's yeah, at the movie. It's July 17th. Okay, so not, it's uh, like forever. <clears throat> yeah, he, he was able to score advanced tickets. And is apparently recording from a movie theater. No, outside waiting. Is it the red, Ooh. In the red say, carpet? I really like Ani, though. Um, I like Letter 44 from them uh-huh. a lot, and then Life After. Life That's... After has, like, a well-spoken and, like, kind of indignant Hemingway, uh-huh. which is the only thing I've ever wanted to read. I didn't right. really know that until I read about him. Okay. And so I, I've, I really like that book from them so far. Right on. Honestly, the only thing I've read off Oni is Scott Pilgrim. Sure, I mean, everyone's read that, but yeah, it's good. (laughs) That's all I've read off them. I think I might have something else. I don't know. I have to go look, but I don't think so. I'm blanking out on what Oni I've read. Um, They have Six Guns. I think their biggest seller right now. I haven't read that, but... Uh, That's something old. Uh, Kaiju Max is really good from them. I love that book. Mm. It's basically a bunch of kaiju in a prison. And they have, like, it's a comedy. So that sounds pretty good. It's pretty fantastic. Fantastic. All right. Um, what, uh, any particular books that you're really into right now? Uh, well, for one more go-around, Fables. I mean, Fables has been one of my favorite comics forever, and, you know, there's right. one issue left. So, waiting Actually, on that. that. book was even still being, still coming out. It's been out yeah. forever. Yeah, issue 150 is coming out next, and it's actually coming out in trade form, not a floppy is going to be a big one, and that's the end of that, so that'll be real sad. I mean, I'm reading Saga because everyone's reading Saga. Mm-hmm. I'm not not really sure what Saga's about, you know, <laughs> but I'm still reading it because it's cool. Right. Um, I Like I said, I really like The Life After. I've been reading that. Um, I'm reading a lot of old stuff at the moment, too. Like I said, I'm always reading Spider-Man. Right. And uh, I just read, like, 60 to 70 of Fantastic Four Kirby stuff, Ooh. so... Uh, I've been I've been wanting to get in on more of the '60s Kirby Fantastic Four stuff. But it's fantastic. It's, I you know as much as I love his art, it's a real chore for me to get through Stan's dialogue. So here's the, here's the point: don't read the yellow. There's nothing okay. in the yellow. Nothing's fair. ever going on. <laughs> All right, that's fair. It's completely pointless. Also, sometimes if you see the start of the sentence and it's like, "Oh, remember that thing?" Ignore right. that. Okay. That's, that's irrelevant. And so you, you can kind of skip some bubbles. <laughs> what you're saying is just skim through and look at the uh, pictures. Yeah, that's that's I can't read actually. All I'm right. Gonna, I'm gonna come out and because I cannot read, I'm not interested in reading. That's and I'm not fond of people who can read. That's fair. Yeah. Well, America, you know, has an anti-intellectual market, and that's where we are pinning our book to. We're like, <laughs> you, you guys don't like the smarts. And I want I want your money, so let's have a relationship here. That's what that's actually how I uh, tried to pick up my last girl at a bar. No, that's true that. though. When I was uh, in school for uh, writing, you know, they said that uh, the country all reads on pretty much a sixth grade reading level. Mm-hmm. They always tell us write, write for write as if Snooky is going to be your audience. All right. Yeah. Never heard. 
Yeah, well, yeah. It's sad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if people want to look up some great uh, pieces of Isaac's art and find more out about your book and donate to your Kickstarter, how can they go about that? Yeah, sure. Thanks for the plug time. Um, yeah, so we're after the gold rush dot spaces in our website. You can see a gallery of some of our concept art. You can see Scout and Gutenberg and the Axeman and the ship and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a Twitter, which is pretty active, which is just at Gold Rush Comic. That's, those are our main hubs. We have a Facebook and Instagram, but you can get to them through those. So if you want to check us out, go to those places. You can send us any messages you want. If you want to get in contact with us at all, you can do it through there. Awesome. And we'll, and we'll be kickstarting this August. Awesome. And, and I will say that the artwork that we've seen and the concept and everything, everything looks really good and it sounds like a really cool book and I'm looking forward to checking it out when it comes Thanks. out. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right. Um, so does anyone have any questions for Miles before we get into the game Alice came up with but sounds like he won't be able to play? I will. All right. <laughs> <laughs> any last questions before we get started? Uh, no, man. All right. Fantastic. Um, girls? Yep. I'm down. Okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, for this part of the show, this week Ellis has come up with a game for us to play, and that is dumbest things that have happened, in our opinions, in uh, comic book history. Or whatever. And uh, everyone come up with two, I guess we'll go around, each person gets you know two chances to say something, and I will pick who I think has the, uh, the best choice. All right. Can it be with uh, animated movies too? Yeah, sure. Ooh. Anything, anything dumb that happened with superheroes, we'll let, I'll let it go, and I will pick. How about this? We'll we'll let Miles start off. We'll go Miles, Ellis, uh, Mikey, Haley, and Megan. Works for me. All right. So Miles, if you'd like to kick this game off. Okay. Uh, first uh, moment I want to say is the end of Secret Invasion because. This is a spoiler, but this is like 10 years ago, so catch up if you have Oh, spoilers fly. We hate people who... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so pretty much, you know, Skrulls take over Earth. Everything's going to shit. You got Skrull Phoenixes, Skrull Wolverines, Mm -hmm. Squall Spider... Not Squall, that's Final Fantasy, but Skrull, Spider-Woman, and, you know, everything's going to shit. And all of a sudden, Osborn, Green Goblin Osborn, shoots the Queen and kills her. And so the whole Marvel Universe decides you're number one osborne that was it you did that so we love you now you're in charge of the avengers barack obama lets him be in charge of fucking security and he gets like too, right yeah he's in charge of shield he has a he, he essentially has a cabinet position he like he gets to be the boss daddy because he shot her on live tv and like fox news spun it up that he was number one like I would, is the dumbest thing i would like on this show to now be referred to as the boss daddy yeah. That is the best nickname ever. <laughs> um, all right, so the ending to Secret Invasion. Yes. Uh, okay, that's a really good one. That was a very terrible... I, I didn't like anything about that storyline, but that's fair. Um, Ellis, what do you got? I'm going to go with what they did right before that Superman Truth story arc. Uh-huh. Where Lois Lane gives out his, um, his identity. He loses his powers, and he's just... Stupid after that, he he returned. Yeah, he doesn't know how to do anything after that. Yeah, I I, will, I, will, I might give you man Lois Lane blowing the whistle on Superman feels like such an unLois Lane thing to do. Um. Okay. All right. It's just cheap writing trying to get a story out of it. it absolutely. I mean, characters don't support it. Uh it's, it's been rough being a Superman fan with New Fifty Two. Yeah, I, I I don't want to interrupt this whole thing, but I just want to say that Superman's awesome. Yo, he is. Um. <laughs> Mikey, what do you got for me? Uh, I'm going to say Frank Miller's Daredevil. Uh, the Within the first three or four issues where Matt Murdock is just driving around. Okay. I get that he has heightened senses and stuff. He can probably do it, but <laughs> I fucking get it. Like, you don't need to have him driving a fucking car as a blind person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. Uh, Haley, what do you got for us? Well, as you guys know, I'm a huge fan of stupid shit. Go ahead. So, uh, well, I was looking on Twitter this morning, and uh-huh. I just found it. Let me get it again. One second. It's fine. Here we go. Um, so, a company called Boom Studios. Yeah. 
they've announced that Grant Morrison will be working on an undisclosed new series at some point. Oh, with no Santa specific Claus. details given. Yeah, the Santa Claus. Yeah. I'm I was... like, I'm like, Whoa. what the shit? That sounds Whoa, like totally badass, but like. David, Santa? hit it. Hit it, David. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, though. I'm kind of interested to see what. Grant Morrison's gonna do with the Santa. Yeah, Claus. like it can't it I can't be too. as good as all those other Santa Claus comics, you know. <laughs> Santa, Santa Claus is in Fables, by the way. Fair God. Enough. Yeah. I I I'm a big Morrison fan. I'm gonna give Papa Morrison benefit of the doubt on this one. Yeah, you gotta trust him, right? Yeah, he's done so much good. I gotta figure like if he's gonna do Santa Claus, it's gotta be interesting. I'm tempted to get it for my mom for Christmas. Okay. She's like, um, she's like a major Christmas freak. Uh. Like we, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving in our house. We eat Two a regular Christmases? dinner. Oh. No, we set up for Christmas. Okay. <laughs> that's what, that's uh, that's what we do in our house. We set up for Christmas on Thanksgiving. We eat a regular dinner of just whatever. Okay. And then we get a half an hour to rest, and then we pull down all the Christmas shit from the attic, and it stays up till January. Fair enough. Um. um What's worse, people who are really into Christmas or people who are really into Disney? Disney. Disney. All right. Disney. I can honestly say Disney. (laughs) Really? I have a friend that is so obsessed with Disney. It just, no. It's because the songs are wonderful and full of magic. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, speaking of Megan, Megan, what is your choice for dumbest thing that has happened in comic book history? Um, I probably, for um, New 52, I've got to go with the last, okay, this would be, like, issue whatever, but, like, volume five of the Teen Titans before they rebooted it. Uh-huh. It was, like, the time crisis or whatever. Okay. And it was just really stupid. It was so, like, you just, like, go into one thing, into the next, into the next, and it was, like, a never-ending thing, and then finishing it, it was just, like, ties unended it's like what am i fucking reading right now so are you willing to go on the record and say scott labdell is a terrible writer who should not be allowed back in comics ever again definitely not the best writer that they have on dc but (laughs) definitely not the best scott (laughs) (laughs) you hear that scott labdell is terrible that's from canada all yeah. right, um, okay. So I, I think I know what yours is going to be, but mine. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Oh, oh, am I, I okay? I was going to judge, but I'll throw in mine real quick. Before yeah, we get to Miles. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, the I second go around. Um, mine. Oh, there's is, second go around. Yeah, yeah. There's two. Everyone's got to pick two. Oh Jesus! All What's right, yeah. Go ahead. The time. Uh, mine would be uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh. The whole thing. It's stupid. Getting rid of the multiverse. <laughs> just. Everything that happened after that, it was just dumb and very. It, it's like they wanted to suck all the fun out of comic books. Wow. So that's my pick for the first one. I'll come up with the second one by the time we get back, and I have it already. All right, Miles. So this one's a broader one. Okay. But I have to say About the way women. the <laughs> no <laughs> the way Marvel talks about genetics is okay. insane. It right. doesn't make any sense at all. Here's a couple examples. The, the crew are always like, we've reached the height of our evolution. We can't evolve any farther. Right. What the hell does that mean? There's, evolution isn't a ladder. Like, take, a, <laughs> take a basic genetic class. Right. Or, or okay, this one. Um, so recently they told us that the 70 years in which um, Magneto's children have been Wanda and Quicksilver, that was all a lie. It's all a ruse. Uh, yeah, that okay. made me furious when I read it. Okay, that. so what? They don't. We can't. We haven't been able to test this genetically all these years. Like Shield has all this information on file of their genetics. How could this possibly not have been known? Professor like, X couldn't have dropped the dime on anybody. It just doesn't make any sense. They have yeah. so many problems whenever they talk about genetics. Or the high evolutionary. He like every time he talks about genetics, he has no idea what he's talking about. I just can't handle that they can't even like Google how does genetics work like one time. <laughs> so that that's my. I then an honorable mention just the Clone Wars in general. Both the movie from George Lucas and the event in Star Wars. Okay. Or in Spider-Man. Wow. I'll be honest with you. As a kid, I loved that first Ben Riley costume with the uh, the tattered blue hoodie. It looks awesome. That part's awesome. 
I mean, I'd wear that around. <laughs> I'm wearing that right now. Red yeah, spandex yeah. and a blue hoodie. Never that. <laughs> um, all right, that's fair. Genetics and uh, cloning. Um, <laughs> Ellis, what do you got for us? All right, mine. I read it recently. I'm going with when Booster Gold decides I'm going to keep time traveling to save Barbara. Oh Gordon my God! The That's the one that I thought you were going to pick. Yep, yeah. that was my that was the main one I've been holding for a while. Uh, okay, that, that issue upsets me on so many levels. Okay, what doesn't what what doesn't upset me is that issue alone, because you think that after he went through that so many times that he learned his lesson. Right, but then he nope. just goes and saves Ted Cord anyways. Yeah, that's the real dumb part. Is he went through all that shit and then just does it anyways? Okay, and, which which I mean, you can chalk it up to that's just you know how Booster Gold is. That's just him as a character. Uh-huh. Of course, he's going to do that. But but yeah, that was that was kind of strange. That was one of the most brutal. That that single issue is maybe more brutal than all of the Killing Joke. It really was. That was really like, hey, you want guys want to see Barbara Gordon get shot like eighty five times in a single comic? Because <laughs> that's what we got for you this month. Um, all right, Mikey, what do you got? All right, uh, the Batman animated series, or I don't know if it's Batman animated series or Justice League. Actually, I'm not sure. Uh, but Batman singing "Feeling Blue" for uh, Have you seen that episode? Oh, yeah, that was funny though. That was Wonder funny. Wonder but... saving Wonder Woman. Yeah, but, that was badass. But... It's funny. Come on. It was funny, but it's fucking Batman. Like it would have been a great Bruce Wayne moment. Like as long as he wasn't wearing the costume in a jazz club. But as it was Batman. a jazz club, and he's singing to like a goddess. And I know. It's supposed but to be stupid, though. I just thought it was really. Okay. I just, it's really out of place. I mean, it's definitely weird. Yeah, it's it is. definitely weird. But I mean, I thought it was funny. It was funny, but I don't know. Okay. I just thought it was like, eh, right. he, should have take, he should have taken the costume off first. All right. Is there anything else you would like to see Batman do without his costume? Um, I can think of put, a few things. Push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we've seen that already. <laughs> Alice, looking up weird things on Reddit at night. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get hammered for just seeing Batman earlier. Um, Probably shouldn't publicly have insulted Batman. <laughs> I have a new comic book coming out, and you know who I hate? Batman. <laughs> I know I hate Batman. Superman's just better. Well, That's all I'm saying. He's smarter, faster, stronger, has better hair. Whoa. He does have a damn solid hair. Yeah I, mean, yeah. I mean, that guy can fly like FTL, and his curl doesn't go away. That's you could, true. You, you could never pull that off. All your talents, which are, are many... Are you talking to me or Batman in general? You. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fair. All I'm saying is because I mean, if you can't do it, how could Batman do it? That's right? that. It's true. All I'm saying is Batman never had a mullet. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, yeah. Haley. What do you got for us? Your last pick. Be ready to cue the air horns. Oh, I'm anything Marvel's ever written. Oh. They only, you know, made that's, a, that's saying comics. a lot. That's <laughs> Marvel's written some damn good stuff. Every book you've ever read wouldn't have been written if it wasn't for Kirby's Fantastic Four. Like, come well, on. I read a lot of Silver Age DC, so I can take the pass on that. But okay, that, that's that's fair. But I mean, anything modern, like right, they rewrote the whole genre. Like, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so you're just like flat out going against Marvel. Is that obvious? Okay. All right. Pretty sure I always have. <laughs> okay. This is going to be great for our podcast in the future when we try to get guests, but <laughs> suck at Bendis and Marvel as a whole. Uh, all right. That's okay. Uh, you don't like Captain America? Not None of it? Not really, no. The cinematic universe, yeah, it's okay. Steranko, but... Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff is really good. Mm, yeah. That art's so awesome. Yeah. Uh, everyone should own that book. Yeah, I don't even super like McFury, but that... And the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man just put the nail in the coffin for me. That's not Spider-Man, though. That's a movie adaptation (laughs) of Spider-Man. No, I know. I know. I'm just saying for the cinematic universe in general. Well, that's not in the cinematic universe. When that motherfucker started jazz dancing, I turned that shit off. That's the one time I've ever walked out of a movie. But Spider-Man 3 isn't part of the 19999 universe. It's a completely different universe. 
Plus, still better than that second Andrew Garfield movie. Still. Well, I, did, I, I didn't watch it. So, like, uh, so I'm very awesome. emotionally invested in Spider-Man. And I can't Happy see Mac the Gwen, Stacey's, Gwen Stacy's story told the wrong way. So I couldn't watch it because I didn't want to be an asshole in the theater. It, it wasn't even that that pissed me off. The movie was just flat out terrible. The first one was decent, but the second one was atrocious. Well, he listened to Coldplay in the first movie. And I was like, Spider-Man, don't listen to Coldplay. I'm out of here. I could see Spider-Man listening to Coldplay. Oh man, he listens totally. to uh, he listens to Paul Simon. Well, that's a little bit better, actually. It's true. It's true. He sings Paul Simon a couple times. So, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, I know like, I'm a Spider-Man. Like, like uh, it happens. Like, you can call me Al. Is that what he's singing? No, he he sings like uh, uh, what's the name of the song? Something Street Bridge, like feeling groovy, you know? Da 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 da. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. That's weird. I mean, cool, but strange. No, man. Simon Garfunkel are fantastic. Spider-Man's fantastic. It makes sense. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a beer float. I mean, I've always had a soft spot for Spider-Man because that was one of the first, you know, comic. I would get, like, Spider-Man and X-Men just, like, randomly at grocery stores with my parents. Yeah. And hey, the cartoons quick. in the 90s and stuff. Classic Spider-Man costume or black suit? Uh, I really like them both, man. Like, Spider-Man's had some fantastic suits. And mm-hmm. He's probably had the best costume changes of any Or Fantastic Four costume with the paper bag head. Yeah, Amazing Bomba- Bagman. That bombastic Bagman. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I really like the Future Foundation suit. Um, okay. Which is in the Hickman Future Foundation run. Uh-huh. I think that's probably my second favorite suit. Uh, first is probably the Dicko one with the webbings and the armpits. Okay. So Really? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of a classic comic fan man and yeah. i just always thought that one was a little cheesy it is it is <laughs> the black you know, suit is so much more fun to draw well the black suit's awesome it yeah. is awesome i'm not in any way dissing it yeah know. okay all right so now what everyone's been waiting for the last and final pick before i give my uh opinion on who picked the best thing for the dumbest moment in comic book history megan the stage um... is yours all eyes are on you in the bitter cold tundra. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go to movies. Um, Son of Batman in. Cause who has all seen that movie? In this? I've seen it. I've yeah, seen, I've I seen think it. the majority of us have seen it. Okay. Um, I absolutely hated how they killed Deathstroke. Like, come on, honestly, by Damien, I honestly think Deathstroke would have killed him easily that's I fair just, okay. i found that really dumb his death was just like seriously he's like i'm not mad at that i also think as a side to that that deathstroke has gotten way overhyped in the past couple years yeah he can't even kill the teen titans yeah that's exactly what i was going through he was yeah. a well, because their theme song was awesome you can't beat people have an awesome theme song it's well known <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know he, he's definitely got a big push Recently, and I don't know that I understand it because uh, it's probably because Suicide Squad or no, no, it's not yeah, maybe, maybe Arrow, maybe. maybe. Yeah, I don't like how he is in Arrow all that much either. I don't watch that show. So Are I you saying it. that you don't like Australians, Megan? What? No. <laughs> I, that is what it sounded like to me. I, yeah, that's wrong. Oh. <laughs> right. If, if I'm gonna have to insult Batman on, on this, you know, I'm gonna have to take up people down with me. So that's <laughs> right. Going down with you are the people down under. Mm-hmm. And, okay, um, let's see. My final pick for worst thing in comic books ever is the X-Men. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Just in general? Yes. Wow. This, if I may, if I may. I, this, this person is judging this. Well, I'm not going to count myself. I'm going to just count you guys. You guys can count my picks if you like. But this is my thing about the X-Men. No one likes the X-Men. You like the X-Men from a small cut of the 90s when you were a child. I have like 100, 200 issues of right over there. Why would you buy so much of something you don't like? Well, because I read like every Marvel book, man, because I'm like, I'm addicted. So. When was the last time you really were like, hey, man, these X-Men, this isn't stupid. I, the all-new X-Men, Bendis, Marvel Now, the first 10 issues I thought were really good. Hmm. So. What about, uh, I heard Astonishing was good. Uh, Astonishing, Josh Whedon Astonishing? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's like, you know, it's like 10 years old. But yeah, that's fantastic. It, that's yeah. also really That's expensive. really good art and a really stupid story. I like the story. Also... Colossus, who's supposed to be dead, is the guy who's destined to destroy the people, but then he does... Oh, come on. There is no death in Marvel. Isn't that, the one, isn't that the one where the, the danger room becomes sentient? It, uh, that happen? it becomes sapient, yeah. That sounds fucking sweet. Yeah, and I don't know. It, it leads to like the awesome scene later on when uh, Mag, you know, Magneto's like, Yo, man, I should join the team because like I've That's been around really forever. Dialogue for him, I'll be honest. <laughs> Yo, Vato. And they're like, No, get out of here, motherfucker! You're fucking Magneto. And he's like, Yeah, man, but I'm chill. They're like, let me join your team. And they're like, You need to get out of here. And so he like goes up on the hill, all awesome and everything. And he like, <laughs> You brings, beat it, Magneto. <laughs> he like super goes into Zen Dragon Ball Z mode, and he like uses his power to bring Kitty Pride back and the big bullet thing she was in. That scene's awesome. I don't care. What the fuck? So wait, do they tell him to fuck off? Yeah, so basically he wants to join the team. And then the and danger then... room comes around, they're like, hey, uh, uh, Magneto, you know all that About shit that. we were saying? <laughs> that all kind of happens, too. Yeah. A lot's going on. This is Marvel. Many things just Falling happen. Falling apart as he defends it. <laughs> okay, all right, so I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with two. I'm going to go... Um... Runner-up, I'm going to give to Miles for his stance on Marvel's opinions about genetics. I think that's damn solid. But number one, I'm going to have to go with Ellis pointing at Lois Lane outing Superman. Yeah, that is That upsets me on a personal level that that happened. Makes no sense. It, yeah, it just seems contrary to 70-plus years of history. And, uh, yeah, I don't care for it. Don't like it. So, Ellis, you win, or maybe you're not here anymore? I don't no, know. I'm stuck here. Okay. That's fair. I think it's getting better. <laughs> you just talk through the movie? No. All right. Um, so, all right. So, uh, Ellis wins, and Miles, you get uh, second place because you made a damn good point. That's all I've ever wanted. Yeah, his was really good. I thought he was going to win. Well, you know what? It, it, it's the lowest lane thing, like, upsets me, like, as a Yeah, his has more emotional appeal because you're just like, how could this happen? Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I mean, anyone. I think if you know Superman and Lois and... You know, it's that's how I feel about Deadpool, like existing. But other than that, (laughs) like like when when they make him do stuff that like hurts the like, I don't know, the story, like or like him and Lady Death talk. You're like Thanos has this awesome story with death that George Perez has given us. Yeah. And Jim Starlin. And you're just like, fuck it. Deadpool should just nail her up. And like, like, okay, dude, you just took out all the romance. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. I hate stuff like that. Same kind of deal. A lot of weird retconning stuff. You know, I, I don't care for any of it. I just hate post-90s Deadpool. I liked him as a kid, you know, right. but now now he's just like, you know what's funny? Breaking the fourth wall never gets old. And you're like, I got old. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. So that is that game. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Miles, thank you again. And please, if you me. can um, tell everyone once again where they can uh, speak with you on Twitter, where they can see your work and donate to your cause. Yeah, so definitely, if you guys are interested in After the Gold Rush, you know, follow us at, at Gold Rush Comic, or you can go to afterthegoldrush.space, which is our website. You can send us a message if you want to get in touch with me, you know anything about the book, or uh, want to keep updated for when we're going live on Kickstarter. Fantastic. And you can listen to our podcast every week on iTunes. You can subscribe, you can rate us, you can leave mean reviews, or really great reviews. Either way... Um, just, just please leave a review. Anything. <laughs> I'm going to leave a really mean one. You suck donkey balls. All right. Yeah. Great. Thank you. That's going to help with sponsors. <laughs> From really at- boring reviews are best for like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Two and a half stars. <laughs> this is, in fact, a show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, or also check us out on 80pagegiants.com, where you can see our all of our episodes are also on there. But please go to iTunes instead. And... You know, if you leave a really nice message, I'll have Ellis contact you personally. Will he send you racy pictures? Maybe, but you might get a chance of getting them. He'll call you and spoil Ant-Man for you. (laughs) If if you go on iTunes right now, Ellis will call you immediately and tell you all about... He will Skype with you through Ant-Man. That seems fair, right? They pretty much showed it all in the trailer anyway. Yeah. There's a train set. There's a really (laughs) stupid superhero. Michael Douglas. I think I already covered that. Yo, that that movie's been getting a lot of awesome early reviews, though. I just like how 
they wanted to make an Ant Man movie forever, and they're like, I don't know if we could do it. And they make an Ultron movie. So they're like, Oh, awesome! We're getting that makes sense. And they're like, No, no, not that Ant Man though. It's yeah, gonna be, we're gonna make it with the pervy one. You're like, What the hell? <laughs> uh, so I, weird. I don't like that I live in a world where I'm being forced to watch Ant-Man before I get a Black Panther movie. Yeah, or like, I still haven't made a Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> They've made many. They I have think to. they need to stop. Show me one. Make one. <laughs> maybe, maybe they haven't hit the West Coast yet, but I have some bad news for you, sir. <laughs> They've made quite a few. The next, next thing you're going to tell me fuck. is that they made a Godzilla movie with uh, in the, like, the early 2000s. Or yes, like, they did. They did. Did you ever see that movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off and thought, hey, I'd like to see this guy running from a shitty Godzilla one day? I didn't think that, but then I realized I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you uh, once again, Miles. Thank you to all my wonderful, beautiful, lovely co-hosts. And thank you the listener, for listening. And thank you for Ellis's uh, internet connection. Twitter. You got Twitter. Oh, yeah. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, you can contact me at Dutch underscore Graves. Um, Ellis doesn't know his handle, so just hit me up and I can send you to him. Mikey, where are you at? Uh, I made one that's just 80-page Mikey. That's fair. Haley? Yeah. Ah, you always make me repeat it. It's so long. It's MRS dot... Oh, crap. No dot. Never mind. Hold on. That's my email. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking balls. Okay, so it's... <laughs> it's Mrs. Fucking Balls at Twitter. There it is. Hit her up at Mrs. Fucking Balls on Twitter. Check if that's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It's a number. It's a it's a side account she has. Have you talked to Teresa about all this? What the? Where can they what? talk to Teresa? Oh, this is staying in. Here we go. Someone's getting spoke <laughs> to by their very calm. Early '90s sitcom mother. Someone... There, there is no Mrs. Fucking Ball, so that that is open. <laughs> interested? Someone jump on that. <laughs> That's my next comic. So stay tuned. The next comic from Miles Grab, Mrs. Fucking Balls, Twitter Adventures. I inspired a superhero. I love it. <laughs> All right. I knew I was destined for greatness. <laughs> Megan, can people talk to you at all online if they want to ask you about your picks for comics or things? Um, Mrs. Fucking Balls. That's where you can get her at. <laughs> um, that's going to be your Twitter account. This is the longest sign out in the history of podcasts. Ever. Thanks for listening. Bye. And that's our show. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up anytime at. 80pagegiants at gmail.com Graduated 86